Welcome back to Let's Thrive, the podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure, as always, to have you here listening. Welcome to the first official episode of 2022. The one before this was meant to go out before Christmas, but you know, life happens and we go with the flow. And so I'm counting this as the official, official start to 2022 for the podcast. And yeah, you know, it feels good. It feels great. I don't know about you guys, but... Uh, there's a lot of pressure around the new year and I'm not really one to buy into it, which is what today's solo episode will be semi all about. Touch on it with a lot of other things sprinkled throughout as I like to do, but I wanted to start out first with just a little bit of gratitude, which I know, I know if you listen every week, you're probably sick of me being grateful for you all, but don't be, trust me, gratitude is like a phenomenal emotion to experience and to receive and so just let me be grateful for you because this community has brought me so much purpose and passion and joy and opportunity in life I just don't know who I would be without let's thrive and all the people that make it possible and that support it and tune in weekly bi-weekly tri-weekly tri-weekly is that a thing but either way just moment of gratitude like we did it we had another successful year of the podcast we're about to enter into another one and hopefully the episodes to come will be even more beneficial more like relatable more hit home just more for you in the new year with a new approach but i wanted to start out with just a little late review uh, i've been wanting to try and just outbranch a bit more when it comes to ways to spread word of the podcast as the more people that listen a the more that are supporting what i do and b just the more people i can reach the more people that hopefully this show and the guests and the entire experience can help the better so this wonderful review. Thank you, Cher. I believe that's how I say your name. (laughs) Uh, She titled it, Helped Me Shift My Perspective. And her review is about an episode with Mish, my sort of like internet soul sister. We share a lot, not even share a lot in common. We just, we vibe very well. And there goes my kitchen timer. Sorry, I'm making sweet potato s'more brownies. Stay tuned on my Instagram. They're, They're coming soon back to the review and then I'll get the brownies out of the oven. Uh, This conversation with Mish Barnett was so beautiful. Her perspective on boundaries being an act of love for the other person helped me shift my willingness to create and enforce boundaries, which is something I've been working on heavily for the past year. Appreciate the show and the work that Emily does. Mahat, I love it. That makes me smile. I hope you can hear the smile in my voice. Uh, If you ever feel called to leave a review for the show, trying to get better about reading and engaging with them hopefully in this new year doing some giveaways as well just because they do help the show so much and i'd love to show some extra appreciation for anyone that takes time to do that so it's really quick and easy on itunes and i would so 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 appreciate it now quick intermission while i get the brownies from the oven now the good thing about baking brownies is that like some things are very particular right you don't want them too dry you don't want them too like wet and soggy but brownies if you under bake them slightly it's not a big deal because then they're just fudgy and gooey so i'm not really sure if those brownies are done but if i leave them in any longer i might forget and burn them so we're just going to have maybe possibly very fudgy gooey brownies that's okay 
back to the episode. <laughs> uh, dang, yeah, let's get going. As I said before, transition 2021 to 2022. Not much besides a switch in the calendar and number change and lots of confusion whenever you go to write the date and then remember, fuck, it's a whole new year. Let me change what I just wrote. But I know for me personally, this transition time for the past, I don't know, two weeks was just like pure chaos. And it was just unexpected work hours, overtime, life things, emotional things, mental health things, just overall feeling like all the emotions of the time between Christmas and New Year's and the pressure and the world itself with, you know, rising cases and all of that jazz. Um, And then, you know, icing on the cake was timber jumping from my third story balcony, which if you saw on Instagram, like, sorry for bringing it up again, but for those who didn't see it, um, I don't know, what was it? It was January 3rd. So I was like, New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, I ended up working both days. I was exhausted. I'd been sick the week prior, wasn't feeling my best, was just emotionally, physically, mentally exhausted. And so I didn't even think of like, I didn't even count New Year's Eve, New Year's Day as like anything. I was just like, those are empty blank days on the calendar. But Sunday, January, oh, it was January 2nd. Yeah. So January 2nd, Sunday, I was like, okay, I'm going to go home from work tonight and treat this as a time for reflection and just settling into this quote unquote new year. So I went to dinner with Chris, my best friend, y'all know him from Instagram, And it was such a nice dinner. And we talked about so many lovely things. And I just felt so much joy and gratitude and just so present, right? I'm like, this is great. I'm going to go home and journal and sit and reflect and really act as like this evening into Monday, which was my day off, as like my new year. So I come home and it's like 8.30, you know, long day at work. I'm ready for this night of relaxation and internal, you know, work, whatever you want to call it. And I walk into my apartment that had been locked and I unlock it and I walk in and I, you know, go to kick off my shoes and then realize like, oh, that's weird. Timber's not like jumping at me, which he always does when I come home. So I sort of set my stuff down. I'm like, Timber, Timber. And I like say hi to the cats and 30 seconds in and I'm like, where is he? There's no way he's still sleeping, but maybe he is. And so I'm walking throughout my one bedroom (laughs) locked apartment with just a like scream building in my lungs in my throat like up through my body and then I am yelling and hollering and burst into tears just like tearing through my apartment because it is so obvious that my 85 pound big dog is nowhere And I just walked into my had been locked apartment. And the only other thing was that my balcony door was open and he was still not on the balcony as well. Um, And he was not down below the balcony, you know, just as like a, oh, is he laying at the end of my balcony? Not alive. And so at this point, I'm just like pure hysterics and I'm calling Chris and I'm just like, can't even breathe. I'm hyperventilating on the phone. I'm like, Timber's gone. Timber's gone. My apartment was locked. The balcony was open, but there's no way. Blah, blah, blah. So Chris starts to drive over here. I go and I'm like knocking on neighbor's doors. I go down to my leasing office. And of course, it's a late Sunday night. Nobody is open. Nobody is here. 
I get a hold of the emergency maintenance number and I explain, I'm like, is there any way someone came in my apartment today for maintenance or work or anything? Because they're the only people that would have access to my apartment besides my leasing office. And my leasing office obviously would have called if like something had happened with my dog. So I was like, well, maybe some maintenance guy, you know, whatever. And I call them and they're like, no, there's, we are absolutely closed on Sundays. Like we don't do any maintenance work for your apartment building on Sunday. So there's no way it could have been us. Like, I'm so sorry. And so then I'm just, you know, Chris gets here and I am like, can't even think straight, can't even form proper sentences. And he's just as confused, like, comes up to my apartment, looks for himself and is like, yeah, like speechless, right? Like what, what is happening? And also because it's just like, I don't know, looking back now, I'm like, it, it's obvious that the only way it could have been that he jumped on the balcony, but also I couldn't imagine that that had happened. And so I just wasn't even like thinking of that as an option. I was like, somebody must've let him out. He must've like opened my heavy ass door, turned the handle, whatever, you know, like I'm just... We're, I'm not even thinking at this point. So we're knocking on everyone's doors. Nobody has seen anything. Nobody has heard anything. Like an hour passes and I'm just like spent. I'm like, I don't understand. I'm so confused. I'm so panicked. I feel like I could scream, you know. So I, I send Chris home and I come back up to my apartment. I'm just like hysterically crying. I mean, like any of you with a pet, just imagine. It's not even like just a pet missing, right? Like it's bad enough your pet is missing, but it's also the exact extreme confusion and panic of like, where the fuck did my 85 pound dog go besides jumping over the balcony? And if that's the case, is he dead? Did he run off? How am I going to find him in the vast city of Austin? Nowhere's open. I'm going to have to go to sleep not knowing where or what or in what condition my dog is in. And so I'm literally curled on the like floor crying because I'm just so you know, emotionally, mentally, physically exhausted. And then this happens. And then my friend Alan calls and he had, Chris had called him. So he knew what was happening and he had gone on Facebook and started looking at lost animal pages, everything like that. And he's like, Emily, is this timber? And he sends me a photo and it is. And I just start like crying all over again. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. Like what, where, who, like, give me the contact info, blah, blah, blah. So I called the woman in here she's in like my apartment complex and it's like a it's spread out over a big area and then the entire parking lots around us and then there's fences it's like out kind of more naturey out in the place area so it's spread out and so I go down to meet her and at this point I'm just like a wreck I probably look like shit and I walk into like their little like yard and they're standing there with timber and he just sort of starts like hobbling towards me and I just like broke down again And they just said like, yeah, some guy found him wandering around, you know, this like a while ago, they, he brought him over here to stay with us because like, you know, he knew we had a yard and knew our dogs would probably be good with him. And he's just been hanging out with us and our dogs for the last few hours. Like he's so sweet. They had tried to scan the microchip, but it was still linked to his like previous owner from like five, four years ago. Um, so it was super old. Uh, and so they're, they're like, yeah, we're just so thankful. Like you know, your friend saw it, whatever. So I take, thank them immensely, you know, whatnot and take them home. And if you know Timber, which I guess many of you listening probably don't besides Instagram, like he is pure chaotic energy. Like he is a firecracker. He's constantly going, jumping, moving. He has like legitimate, very high anxiety. And so he is like 
I, I can't even, I'm trying to think of something to explain, like describe him as, but he's just pure chaos. Like always going, always pulling, always ready to go, running, jumping, sniffing, you know, happy to see people, whatever it is. And this dog, this timber that I found was just standing next to me, like not doing anything. You know, like he'd kind of like look up at me and like, like his tail would wiggle like a centimeter and that was it. And I was just could tell, I was like, something is majorly wrong. Like he definitely jumped from that balcony. I can't believe he's not dead, but something is like wrong. And so I bring him home that night too late to do anything. So I was just happy he was home. And then I spent like the next two days, Monday, Tuesday, just in like pure anxiety all day long, trying to get him into clinics and everything because like he would seem okay. But the next thing I know, he'd like whimper or cry when I touched like certain area of his body and I knew the chances for internal bleeding fractures um like ruptured bladder ruptured spleen were very very high considering he jumped from a three-story balcony or fell and he's such a like heavy dog and so I um finally got him in and sure enough he has no internal injuries apparently he you know he's in pain like he's definitely bruised and battered but as far as they found, no fractures, no internal bleeding, no ruptured this or ruptured that. Like, they gave him pain meds, and that was it. And so he's been eating and drinking. He's definitely had, like, some digestive issues. I don't know if it's just from the trauma of it. He's act traumatized for, like, four days now. He's still at, like, a fourth of his usual energy and character. But he's getting better. And I, I too, though, I feel like I'm just now, three days later, finally coming down from like the pure state of panic and anxiety and trauma that I was in and I think you know anyone that's gone through a trauma whether trauma with a big t or trauma with a little t like it changes you moving forward because then I know for me personally it can seem like a smaller act of trauma you know or something and it triggers like full-blown trauma response and I go into pure panic pure anxiety dissociation depression depression like the last three days were mentally very, very hard for me. And so it's just been a wild time. And that was not the start to the new year that I was expecting. But I think it definitely provided me some clarity into why I don't believe in the like whole new year, new me mentality anyway, in which I've struggled with this mentality for for years, right? Of like, once of just like the life is good life is good something bad happens like why did this happen life hates me like why me and why did this happen now and how am I supposed to move on when bad things keep happening blah 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 and like then also with you know like yo-yo dieting and all the things I've trends and obsessions and disorders that I've moved through just like always going from like one extreme to the next or trying to find like I don't know, just trying to make things as like controllable and seamless and perfect as they can be. And this was a prime example of this new year mentality and new year transition that's supposed to be such a like hypothetical fresh start for us, turn into just be like an absolute shit show for me. And it was that reminder that I can try my damn near best to create this life exactly as I want it to be and to control things and to have things follow this timeline I create in my mind but like that's not the reality life is a beautiful sort of chaos as I got tattooed on my arm and I need to remember that 
you know, there's going to be beauty and there's going to be chaos and one can be the other and the other can be the other. And I don't know, I just, it really then allowed me today to have a lot of reflection and perspective on, I don't need to feel this immense pressure. I don't need to feel like all this, all these emotions about a new year and what didn't happen in the last year and what has to happen in the new year. It's like, no, I'm just, I'm living like, this is life. I have things I want to accomplish I'm working towards accomplishing them. I know I'm taking the steps towards them, but I'm not setting a fucking timeline for myself. I'm not putting those pressures on and I'm not just like weighing down everything about me just to reach something by a certain age or a certain mark or to, I don't know, accomplish XYZ or to meet these societal standards of success or beauty or whatever it is. Like I, I don't know. It was just like a very humbling moment of like, this is what life is, right? Like it is living and doing the best you can and handling the unexpected when it arises. And so that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think where this can relate to a lot of others and myself in the past, maybe you this year, is that there is a lot of pressure this time of year to create, I don't know, sort of that like steadfast goal, vision, like I will accomplish X, Y, Z, you know, I'm going to start this diet. I'm going to start exercising five, six days a week. I'm going to start uh, only eating out once a week. I'm going to start like all these things and they can be good and they can be, they can feel good and they can be amazing and create change in your life. But if you go into them with a very strict mindset or with honestly like a not aligned intention they can turn into just unnecessary stress and pressure and self-deprecation i mean if you go into it saying i'm going to exercise five six days of the week because the unspoken words being because i don't like my body i feel fat i feel unworthy i feel not beautiful then like i don't know is that the most aligned or well-intentioned intention to have Like what happens then when you don't meet that five, six days in the gym mark? Do you suddenly feel like absolute shit about yourself? Probably, because that's what I did. I had that exact goal intention and I had it because of those exact unspoken words. And what happened when I didn't work out five, six, sometimes seven days a week was that I felt like everything else didn't matter. It didn't matter that I had been going out going working out consistently for weeks it none of that mattered what mattered was that I didn't that day or maybe for those two days and so now I feel not good in my body I feel overweight uh look at how this looks look at how these clothes fit on me I'm unworthy who would like me I need to get back on track I need to watch what I eat like a complete and utter spiral and so I've done that with foods and diets and just so many things, even when it comes to like more business or other goals like that, right? Like saying, I want to reach this amount of followers and then come halfway through the year, I see that I'm nowhere near meeting that mark. So then I feel like absolute shit, think all my content is trash, feel like, why do I even try? feel like giving up without even remembering why I do this in the first place, right? This is, this happened two years ago. So two years ago, I had a New Year's mark with quite a few other goals, but one of them was to reach X amount of followers. 
And this exact thing happened where halfway through the year, I started having all these thoughts and realizations and like, why am I even trying and blah, blah, blah. And then it just hit me the one day, like, this is so stupid. Like I'm feeling this way about my community and my content and this passion that I love to do all because I set this ridiculous number goal as a new year goal, new year resolution that in the end of the day means absolutely jack shit, nothing. And so I don't know, I could, I, the reason I'm on such a like high horse case about this today is just because I've spent so many years setting these goals and visions and aspirations that weren't well aligned with what my true intentions are. And so they became unrealistic, they became unattainable, and they made me feel like absolute shit about myself and about my work and about my life. And so I'm not saying don't set a goal, don't set a resolution or a vision or anything, but I'm saying be very intentional with it. Really ask yourself, where is this stemming from? And what do I actually hope to to create or to get from it? And I want you to be very well aware of any of those unspoken words that might follow your goal, resolution, etc. right? And then that way you can check in with yourself and say, okay, is this actually a goal, vision, whatever that aligns with me? Or is it being fueled by diet culture, hustle society, like anything like that, you know? So I don't know. I just, I'm not against it. I just personally want to raise more intention and awareness and just, yeah, those two things around this entire New Year transition and any of the like pressures you might put on yourself. So that's just my spiel on it. (laughs) Hopefully you're still with me. And I hope I didn't like, I'm not coming at you or trying to say one thing's better, one thing's worse. These are just my personal experiences, personal thoughts, personal opinions. Maybe they get you thinking about something. Maybe you don't agree with all. I don't know. Let me know. I would love to truly like hear your thoughts and have a conversation on this because at the end of the day, I'm talking into a microphone, hoping, hoping that this resonates with at least a few humans And I would love to further the conversation and actually have this be like, well, here's my thought. Oh, I didn't think of it that way. You know, like a conversation between two human beings. That would be nice. (laughs) Um, But that being said, just a few things before I wrap this up for today. There are like things, as I said, that I do want to look towards, focus on, bring about more in my life. And this is only after, and, but these are things I've been thinking on and reflecting on for months now. So I, I do know where the intentions stem from. I am very certain that they are aligned with the version of me I want to be and the life I want to create. And so I, I feel comfortable kind of like having these be where I'm moving towards because I've done the work and I've taken the time to make sure that they're not stemming or leading me towards a not so great area, you know? Um, So one of those is prioritizing connection. And this is with friends, through networking, through the podcast, whatever it is. I just, I know I value my alone time and I know I do very well when I have my alone time to recharge and recuperate and to think. But I am also such a loving, like I love and I need human connection. I think we all do, but I think we all do in different amounts. And I feel like I'm trying to find my sweet spot between too much and not enough and making sure I have alone time but I just really want to make sure that I'm prioritizing those connections and making time 
for friendships and connections and you know work meetups and social meetups and all those things just because I know how it makes me feel. Um, the next one would be making intentional decisions versus just like relying on habit, routine, etc. In this one, I feel like I haven't quite found the right words for it yet, but it's just the idea of like, I love, 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 love a good routine. Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo here. I love routine, but I also take it way too far sometimes. And I am then taking actions or following habits that have just been part of that routine or part of that sort of lifestyle for too long, right? And they might now no longer serve me. And so I found some things that just no longer serve me. And yet they're just such an integrated part of my routine or my lifestyle, whatever it is now, that I'm doing them habitually. And I'm not doing them with intention or full self-awareness. And so I'm working to raise that awareness around why I'm doing those things. Are they actually necessary? What are they giving to me? Where did they come from, etc.? So I suggest if that sounds like something you're kind of interested in, read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. That book changed my life and I love, love, love it. Last one is getting outside of my comfort zone. Going off the routine things, like when I find something I like, I stick with it. Like a food, that food suddenly becomes like a main staple in my kitchen for weeks and weeks until like I'm done with it. Um, like a podcast, like a song, I will listen to it on repeat until I'm sick of it. Like, um, the list goes on like piece of clothing, same thing, uh, like a, a routine or like a thing, whatever it is. Like I just, if I find it and I like it, I like stick with it on and on and on. But I want to start pushing myself out of my comfort zone just to break up the monotony that can create from that and to just get myself trying new things, right? Trying new foods out of my usual zone, trying new cooking and baking methods, new styles of dressing and fashion, uh, new modalities of creating content, new experiences, things I've never done before, things I've always wanted to do, etc. Like I, a big one for me is with the world of dating. I'm so uncomfortable with it and it makes me just like shrivel up with anxiety. But I know it's just because I haven't done it enough and I haven't put myself out there. And at the end of the day, it is just like connecting with another human being. So I'm trying to get better about that. And my friend Chris is like trying to help me out. So the other night at dinner, we, uh, he's always been like biggest supporter, whatnot. But he, I was saying how like, I'm just like, I want to go on more dates, but I get so anxious and so worked up. I can't even like bring myself to do the, have conversation via like hinge or text message blah, blah, blah. So we swapped phones and he was matching with people on my hinge and I was matching with people on his hinge. And it sparked a few conversations. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, I I don't know if I still want to go on a date with these people or not. And I'm not pressuring myself. I'm not like making myself too uncomfortable with it. But I do want to try to go on at least one day in the month of January just to do it, just to the more I do it, the less anxiety get around it. And I don't know. I think it's good also. It just teaches you like, what you look for in someone and what you are definitely not looking for and what are like your red flags or your dislikes. So I think it's good nevertheless to give it a try. Um, Same thing goes with like friend dates, you know, meeting new people, just giving them a try, seeing how you vibe, whatnot. But, but yeah, so 
that's the end of that. I'm going to wrap it up because I've got to walk timber and get on to therapy, which I'm so excited for. But thank you all for listening as usual. And I don't know, hope this one resonated. Hope it connected. Hope it kept you <laughs> uh, invested and entertained for at least a little bit. And I'd love to connect if you feel called. I'm on Instagram at Emily Feichels and at Let's Thrive Podcast. Not as active on that account, but I'm trying to. And as I said in the beginning, if you'd like to support the show, share it with a friend, family member, acquaintance, share it on IG, give it a tag, leave a rate and review. These are all free, easy, and quick ways that you can support a passion project of mine that takes a lot of work and a lot of commitment and I would so 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 appreciate it so thank you and without further ado I'll leave you right now